0: I'm going to describe the difference between ego and true self and what it felt like for me to experience ego death and experience being in my true self versus the ego self. At the end of this video, I'll give you some advice to help you start making the ego self serve your true self instead of allowing it to be your master. So let's start with how we each developed our egos. In one way or another, almost all religions say that you must die before you die. And this initial death is the ego. So why do they say that? Well, if your ego is the master, it's what you're already serving. Every day, in every way, the ego sees life around it only is something that affects it. So what does an ego death mean? An ego death means releasing all of your emotional attachments to the material world and to this self-image that you've created over your lifetime. Your self-image is the ego. It's the illusion created by beliefs and reinforced by thought and emotion. Think back to when you were a child and you readily adopted beliefs from both your culture and every everyone and everything around you, from your parents, siblings, friends, public figures, magazines, television, internet. You soaked up these beliefs like a sponge and you never really question them. You were learning all the time. You had a basic need to survive which also meant to belong. So you learned ideas about appearances, behavior, what is valued and what is valuable. So whether it's education, family, community, religion, money, power, possessions, All of the beliefs you hold today are largely based on these influences. And every belief shapes your thoughts and emotions about the world around you as well as yourself. Now maybe you've had some experiences in your life that caused you to change and caused you to question some of these beliefs later on. For instance, maybe you thought that if you could gain enough possessions, it would make you forever happy. So you made this your goal. And then you noticed after each big purchase, you weren't happy for very long. Maybe you found the love of your life and you thought that that person would make you forever happy. But again, after some time, you weren't as happy. So you looked for something else to add to your happiness, something else to make you feel intelligent or powerful, another label to make you desirable to others, and so on and so on. We can each go through life, experiencing one thing after another, achieving our goals one after another. And if we're lucky, we start to notice something isn't quite right. For every goal we reach, there is limited or temporary fulfillment. Maybe we're no longer able to fool ourselves that happiness lies just after the next goal is reached. And then we realize the fulfillment we were promised by all of those ideas we once readily soaked up and didn't question may have just been illusions after all. How can so many of us be fooled? Well, the ego wants each of us to believe it can make us happy and fulfilled with its planning for the future and reminding us of our mistakes from the past. It uses powerful thought and emotion to guide us into action and if There are no goals or direction and purpose we give it, it just creates its own dramas so it can take center stage and feel alive and useful again. Still, for many of us, there is a tragedy in our lives that forces us to stop and without our permission, it suddenly rips away our health, our business, our looks, our wealth, our security, our loved ones, and whatever plans we've put so much of our faith into, so many exciting ideas about the future, beliefs that we have control over our lives and what we hold dearest to us, it's all suddenly gone. Life can do this to anyone in an instant. And if we eventually surrender to it, then we experience the death of our ego. In my experience, it's this final surrendering that reveals the spirit or the true self within. We experience this true self with a detached awareness from just outside the body. There is no attachment to the body or to the self-image. There's no judgment of the ego self. Instead, there is endless love and empathy. And for me, it was an empathy I had never experienced before. And when you experience this love and empathy, there is a real desire for authentic and deep connections with people. There is great optimism. There's no fear at all in your true self. And it cannot be hurt like the ego mind And unlike the ego, it lives forever. When you make contact with your true self, nothing compares to it. You always know it's there. Even when you're once again deceived by illusions of ego or you face further suffering from life. An awakening is not a permanent state of bliss. My ego is no longer dead. I still have it and I expect to have it until my physical death. An awakening is a permanent knowing that we each have a purpose greater than our ego selves. It's an opening up to increased awareness, awareness of the illusions of mind, increased meaning, living and doing for more than the ego self, Increased intuition, so an openness to guidance and experiences of synchronicity, increased curiosity about spirit and truths, a desire to experience a real connection with others, and the freedom and desire for self expression. This is my experience of the true self. I wouldn't want to wish anyone to suffer a a great tragedy just to experience what it's like to be without ego. Like I said, it's not a permanent state. As long as you have attachments and you want to survive, you'll find your ego alive and telling you stories, trying to fool you, and that's okay. You need your ego to live in this world and help you fulfill your purposes in it. So it's not something that should be demonized. We all have a need to have our basic needs met while we're living this life in this world. So taking educated risks, learning from our past experiences, planning for the future. These are all some of the benefits of a healthy ego that serves the will of your true self so it can be used to bring the goodness that's in your heart out into the world. If you wish to recognize the ways of the ego, you must make an effort to observe everything about your inner life, your biases, your thoughts and worries, habits and blind spots, all with this detachment of a curious observer. One who is honest, who has compassion for you, and doesn't judge. This is your true self. I'm speaking about a contemplative practice, one that you integrate into your daily life. I've created a short video describing a self-observation practice for you to use so that you can grow in the understanding of your true self and the many aims of the ego self. Practicing this will allow you to heal and gain many insights about yourself and others. So I hope you'll check it out and I'll see you in the next video.